0: Regular 5. That's just a regular line. I'm nine to 5 and hey. 8. you 5, and five to 9, and hey. eight.
1: nine We're doing what we need. Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Spinning Thoughts Podcast. This is Angelo coming at you. I'm riding solo today. Typically I'm joined with my best friend and co-host Brandon. He is tied up with something here today, so unfortunately. You're going to have to deal with my voice and not be tortured with Brandon's. That's okay. We'll do just fine because today we actually have a very exciting uh, two guests that will be joining us here on the podcast. So to not, again, torture you with my voice for too, too long, allow me to introduce to you Steve and Cal from the band Spirit Animal. Guys, what's up? What up, man? What's up? How's it going? Happy New Year to you guys.
2: Happy 2017.
1: Can you believe it? It's here. <laughs> no, absolutely not.
2: It only took 365 days. Seriously,
1: it felt like it could have been a little bit more than that, right?
3: <laughs> I think most people were, were wishing it was half as long.
1: Uh, seriously, I know a lot of people didn't like 2016. I guess there was a lot of celebrity deaths and there was this little election that happened too where... Uh, a lot of people weren't too uh, thrilled about the outcome. What did you guys think about that whole election cycle?
3: <laughs> well, we're doing our best not to think about it anymore. And, <laughs> and it's, then it's there's me
1: really who likes well. to remind you of it. You know,
3: we, we've got a, we've got a serious situation in the band now where Cal has moved on, and me and Paul have not, and we're really dragging him down with us. Yeah, I think mean, there's no case.
1: So it's Cal brutal, doesn't want to talk about it really anymore, thrilled. but Steve, you do.
3: I I don't want is isn't the word I would use. Everybody has a different way of, of coping, you know, yeah. with a with a, a
2: traumatic event. Mine is to is to completely shut down all my feelings and senses and because <laughs> theirs is to talk ad nauseum about, you know, whatever it is I don't want to hear.
1: So is it safe to say yeah. that the band Spirit Animal collectively was not a big fan of Donald Trump?
2: Pretty safe. Pretty safe. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of the only safe things during the Trump presidency will be that statement.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, h- the inauguration's coming pretty soon, so we've only got a few more days left before some would say the end of the world is here. But I think we're going to be okay. I'm not saying that we're in good shape, but I think we're going to be okay. Don't you?
3: I think it's going to be pretty boring. In terms of uh, like policy and pretty pretty um, way less boring online, but I think in the end of the day they're going to spend a lot of time in court.
1: Well, you know George W. Bush provided a lot of great music for the punks in the scene. He also provided a lot of great comedy for like SNL and some of the late night shows. You think Donald Trump's going to bring in this new wave of? comedy or do you think we've talked to some different punk bands like the bouncing souls and anti-flag on the podcast do you think that donald trump's going to bring in this new wave of music uh to kind of inspire some some new political talk
2: too easy it's just low-hanging fruit whatever
3: whatever whatever brings guitars back into the actual human universe right will be good
1: yeah i hear you 2017 it's a new year guys you never know what's going to happen right No So hey For those of us Who may not be up to speed With Spirit Animal Give us some insight Into the band uh, So that we're all On the same page Okay well
3: um, We uh, Have been touring the US On our own For a couple years Building this thing up We put out our EP Last year Um, We're Really into music videos uh, Kind of like almost like a throwback um, yep. into another, another era. We make videos for most of our tunes when we can. Uh, it's like a big part of our creative process, and um, we really like to go out on that. Um, super physical band, the show is really high energy, and that shows in the videos too. We like to test the limits of um, human capability, whether it's being shirtless in 20-degree weather or learning <laughs> to do Muay Thai. Chokehold. Uh,
2: uh, we're essentially an action comedy outfit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're just a Schwarzenegger film uh, disguised as a four-piece. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's my kind of jam. I can get down with that. So where are you guys from?
2: Uh, we live in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, well, most of us. Most of us are New York-based, uh, but we have roots uh, all over the place. Our drummers from Tel Aviv uh paul was born born in um libya yeah you know steve and
3: i grew up in the dc area so yeah dc is like a surrogate hometown for us a few of us there for a while um and we've been around the the country a lot so we've we've been able to kind of plunk down in in a couple places and kind of make them second homes but ultimately we're a new york band
1: All right. New York's a great place to be. So before you guys started Spirit Animal, what were some of the bands that, like as kids, maybe as young adults, that artists or bands that inspired you just to get into music, not necessarily the influence of the sound of Spirit Animal, but before that?
2: Well, you already mentioned
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger,
1: (laughs) uh, the brilliant sitar player. Oh, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that.
3: No, I'm kidding. I'm really joking.
1: Uh, I love it.
3: Um, I I, uh, we we have different. We have actually pretty different backgrounds uh, in terms of our personal experience with music. Um, I had a big big shift personally in uh, college. Uh, I grew up listening to only rap music, and then um, my entire CD collection was stolen out of my dorm room, and I had to replace replace it. But uh, I had just been introduced to all these kids in college, just like um, just like in the in the storybooks. The culture really kind of did come for me in college. I, I got into Bjork and Tricky and Nirvana and all that stuff then. Um, so a, a lot of kind of like um, uh, trip hop and yeah. and and sort of like stuff like that got it got me into the more sort of left leaning stuff, um, kind of in the in, in, in you say young adult years. Um, but it varies for everybody in the band greatly. Greatly, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> greatly. So, Cal, what about you, then?
3: Cal wouldn't listen to Bjork if you gave him $1,000. Right
1: <laughs> so what about you, Cal? I mean, what, where do you kind of – where do you see yourself? If you look back a couple you know, years ago, what were you jamming to?
2: I mean, I always, I always really loved uh, pop music. Um, but I grew up on a lot of classic rocks. My dad liked that stuff. So I, I grew up yep. loving Tom Petty, there you like go. the Eagles. I really like a lot of uncool things. I like the Eagles. I like, I like the Eagles, I like
1: too. <laughs> Can't hate on yeah, the Eagles.
2: I, don't yeah, dude. speaking of people we love, oh, the Offspring, dude, I was fucking obsessed with the Offspring for, I think until I was probably about 36.
1: Is that about how old uh, you are now? Um, <laughs> I'm
2: not 36. Um, no, I really, really, really was like... Um, like weirdly obsessed with the offspring. It didn't. It didn't really make sense. Hey, you know they—they they were doing
1: something it. different and and bringing. Uh, they had
2: a lot of. They're one of those bands where you like you kind of like oh they had that one song right and you're like no well they had twelve of <laughs> that one song right world's greatest novelty band I would say so well weird out
1: second to weird out. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, so spirit animal though, you know, as I was looking a little bit deeper into the band and, and, and kind of doing my due diligence and research and everything, the descriptions that the band gets is eclectic. You know, you guys get a lot of really good, uh, reviews from different sites, different publications. And uh, the theme around like describing your band is that it's, pretty broad it doesn't seem like anybody ever really is able to put their thumb on it are you guys able to kind of elaborate a little bit on where you draw your influences from as a band and 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 kind of define your sound or is is the mystery part of it
3: uh there's definitely some anchors um that we all kind of all like so some of the things tom petty is a good example where it's like a huge Venn diagram. We all like different things, but then there's several things that we all like, but it's actually less about thinking about influences and more about trying to create something new. And the, 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 the the point of it is what we all share in in common the most. So when it's looking back, it might be different, but when we look out and see the musical landscape and think, what do we want to do? that's different and that's new. And, if, and when we agree on those things, that's what really pulls it together. And um, we end up in these situations when we're writing and recording where we say, well, we could do this or we could do this. And if we do that, then it'll really be a spirit animal thing. So it's really kind of about, it's about making decisions that, that make it like you, uh, not like something else. Yeah, and we've been fortunate to more or less agree on uh, how to define that. Um, whether it's the, sometimes that that can be bringing two genres together, even right. though it's eclectic. But in the, if we do it for long enough and it catches on, then you'll know it as as our thing, and it won't seem foreign. Um, that's kind of been the approach a lot of the time.
1: And and Spirit Animal definitely has. A sound and again I can't necessarily verbalize what it is but it is its own sound with bits and pieces from other genres which is really nice and refreshing so you guys are doing the right thing there so as we were talking a little bit off the air we as everybody knows it's 2017 it's a brand new uh year so um just to kind of touch upon it since it's relevance You know what? What was the holiday season like for you guys? I mean, did you get any cool gifts? If you celebrate Christmas or any of the other holidays, anything uh, interesting in that regard?
2: Um. Well, actually, let me let me. I want to touch on the last question before we talk about before I tell you about my cool gift. Okay, (laughs) Um, let's do it. But I I do think that the, the high energy is a big a big is like a key. And when we when we write songs, there are sort of two consistent threads that that you could trace throughout pretty much all the material we, we put out which is a it's it's pretty high energy and b it's it's con- it's full of left turns that that inconsistency in, in style is sort of a consistency for us our whole our whole approach to like it's a good way to how put to, it how, what's that
1: it's a good way to put it that makes sense
2: yeah, so we we kind of we look for opportunities to take left turns and we take them as frequently as possible and I, I think that's kind of part of the identity of the band.
1: And it's, people's it's, attention span is so short these days that keeping that that choppiness or you know, as you're saying like these left turns, you basically within your own songs you're creating different avenues and you're creating these different pieces uh, within one individual song that hold the attention of the listener, so I think that that's a brilliant no, way to totally. approach it.
2: And that's kind of something. I mean, it's not. I'm not in any way comparing us to Paul McCartney, but now I'm going to compare us to Paul McCartney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's trick that, that Paul McCartney is famous for doing. Is he, he would have songs within songs. He would, right. you know, the entire second half of Abbey Road or um, um, Live and Let Die. All, all these these sort right. of iconic. Tunes. He, he has these, like, he just, like, jams these sort of disparate songs, you know, sex segments in together and turns into this big opus. And we don't really write opuses. We just we just kind of, like, we sort of take that philosophy or approach and, and repurpose it for a basic pop song, three-minute pop song format.
1: And I think that that's what's separating you and from maybe some of the other bands that are sticking to you know, just like the single based culture. Um, and, and while that's important and that's what I think listeners are looking for, again, you guys are creating different avenues within one single song and that's what's really gaining the attention that is deserved right now. So, um, as, as I was alluding to a little bit before, and sorry for jumping the gun on it, but with with the holiday, I, I'm sure people want to know, you know, like, as a band, you know, you guys were busy in December, and we're going to talk a little bit about the tour you were on in December, but you had some time off, which was well-deserved. What what do you guys do in the off time? You know, what were you guys doing over the holidays? Uh, well,
3: well um, um, Grinch here. Um... <laughs> um the <laughs> oh, I, I fucking hate holidays, man.
1: Well, I saw your oh, video really... on Christmas. I mean, you were you were you know even on the day of Christmas, you were making a you were on Facebook Live. Thank you.
3: I'm really proud that you watched that. I that, loved that, it. I mean, it, we I we had I had some good times. I saw some family, but frankly, the music business shuts down. Um, it does. Like like th- a month before. The, the holiday, yeah, and it's always been a, th- a thorn in my side, personally. <laughs> I so mean, if it were up to just, you, you just wouldn't take any time mind. off? I refuse to get over it. What's that?
1: So if it was up to you then, I, and that was Steve saying that, I guess, uh, you wouldn't take any time off? No,
3: so if, if it was up to me, I would... Oh, uh, one week.
1: One week? <laughs>
2: me and Cal
3: called. <laughs> the
2: three of us take time off he doesn't he just, he just finds his hamster wheel
3: and runs for for those three weeks of, of vacation i did a good job this year i think that some people close to me would be proud of how much i relax um but no I, I, it, 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 what do we do i i made a few tunes we have a, we plan a trip we're going to la at the end of the week so we had Awesome. We had to kind of get some ducks in the, in a row for that. And
1: that's um, just a pure leisure trip. There's no music involved or dates. Or, like no, 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 no,
3: no, no. I don't think you heard my last you're answer really, to my question. You're leisure is is, is, is place on stage and right after. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's a a writing trip. You know, oh, okay, there are okay. Other, other How dare I think but...
1: that it would be a vacation?
3: <laughs> Let me. Let's put We just had vacation. <laughs>
2: We do do some stuff that isn't music. Um, <laughs> Steve and I uh, specifically are really into like uh, outdoorsy hiking type stuff. So um, you know, I, I, I my family lives up in Vermont, so I will go up to Vermont nice. and I'll you know go hike in the mountains and shit like that. Uh, when we're on tour, we always spend the off days hitting uh, hitting some kind of national park, especially when we're out west. Nice. Um, so that that's kind of like. I feel like what you're asking about is what we do when we're not
0: musicing. You, yes,
3: musicing. I have 30 to 40 cocktails a week, okay? I'm not a tight ass. <laughs> I just like to work hard, play hard. That's kind of my... I just want to clear that up for everybody out there. I
1: okay. dig it. I dig it. That's the right kind of mentality um, to have, though. You
3: no, know, what do we do when we're not musicing? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of cooking, a lot of outdoor stuff. We're huge on the travel. Um, we each... This this Christmas, New Year's... Two of us went um, upstate, um, you know, where it was snowing to lakes. Um, we we really make the most of our tour time with outdoor stuff, like Cal was saying. Um,
2: and Paul and Steve are, are uh, and Ron um, are excellent, excellent in the kitchen um, and beyond, beyond hobbyists, I would say. And you guys I, even uh, did a I'm,
1: podcast for like a cooking sh- like podcast, right? Yeah, 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 How was that? Yeah,
3: we, it was cool. That, that was like the pilot. Hopefully they'll be able to sell the idea to the network and um, um, and keep that going. We also use food for like a lot of music socializing. Like we're going to have a dinner with a bunch of writers that we're going to host. Um, stuff like that just to keep it different. Awesome. People tend to like food Um in the sort of same way they like music, uh, from the sort of creative industry standpoint. Yeah, um, we're also a
2: huge, huge fucking football fans.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So am but, I. So what's yeah. the teams then? What do, who do we like?
2: Green Bay Packers and Washington Redskins. Yeah, uh,
3: are the two main main squads for the, for the band. Unfortunately, um, the skins met their fate this week, and yes, uh, the, but the Packers advanced, so there's still a little bit of. um, Sort of a glimmer of enjoyment left in the band for the NFL
1: season. So for me, um, as you might be able to guess, being from Pittsburgh, I'm a Steelers fan. Um, yeah, you're in business. I am in business now. My co-host, who's not here, Brandon, he's from Cleveland, so we all know how terrible.
3: Is
1: not, no, we know how terrible he, life is for him.
3: Well, we uh, we we also know how terrible life is for him because uh, we had RG3 and watch his one <laughs> and. Yep. that's not that's not, you wouldn't wish, I couldn't wish that on anybody.
2: What a disappointment, <laughs> um, though,
1: because believe it or not, like if I were to rank my top three favorite NFL teams, the Steelers are number one. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. My second favorite team is Carolina Panthers. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, and believe it or not, yeah. Steve, I'm a big Redskins fan. So, um, I I like the I like their traditional. I like how they've been around for a while. I like traditional. Uh, football teams. So I kind of dig the Green Bay Packers minus them beating us in the Super Bowl a couple years back. Uh, but yeah, RG three. <laughs> what a disappointment! And uh, if anyone's gonna get hurt, you know, blown his nose, it's gonna be RG three, right? Yeah. yeah, I think
2: they're gonna keep him though. In the the salary cap. Of course they
1: would. It's the Browns. He'd
2: be back, back. Well, I don't think they're going to necessarily start him, but he might—he might be at number
1: two there. For well, the way the quarterbacks go in Cleveland, he could be the number six, and he'll still find a way into the starting spot <laughs> and because it's some
3: <laughs> right.
1: You know what I mean? It doesn't matter uh, when it comes to Cleveland. But I don't know if you guys caught any of the Steelers game against the Browns last weekend. But I mean, the Browns should have won it five or six different times, and in, in 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 overtime, the Steelers ended up winning. It was it was insane.
2: Yeah, I'm, I, did the Steelers rest some of
1: their starters? They rested all of their starters, basically. Ben was all sitting, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell were not playing.
3: Yeah, yeah. well, that just goes to show you how much <laughs> it sucks to be a fucking Browns fan.
1: Uh, I wish Brandon was here, uh, because I saw on Facebook, you guys, when you were playing in Cleveland not too long ago, um, which this will be a good transition into the next segment here about your tour, What a World Tour. Uh, but you guys played in Cleveland, and on Facebook you even posted, like, hey, um, you know, come, you know, waste away your blues or your sorrows, right, you know, uh, and come jam out with us. And you uh, know. yeah. So I was really hoping Brandon well, was available to talk good, to you guys.
3: It's good to hear that because we just assume that any sports reference just goes over everyone's head because um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's many much crossover in in music and sports on Twitter I, I think American I think, Twitter American Twitter yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it it's we're constantly looking for that that sort of lane to to be end up like Wale like on sports center like across from Stephen a Smith like yeah. arguing about <laughs> something that's like secret dream you know like um I hear you. I know. Uh, but
1: Football is the only sport that I really, really get into. I mean, I love all sports, but um, rarely is it on the podcast that I get to talk a little bit of football to a band, so I can appreciate it.
3: Match made in heaven here.
1: Wow. Yeah. I guess we're like best friends at this point, right, guys?
3: Yeah. And everyone who's listening is <laughs> bored as hell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're like, what the,
1: what the fuck is football, and why are they talking about it right now? Um, so why don't we why don't we talk a little bit then about what December was looking like for Spirit Animal? So you guys had a tour called "What a World." Talk to me a little bit about this tour. Uh, what some of the best memories were from the trip? Things like that.
2: Well, we got in two car accidents.
1: In, in, yeah. In Are one you 12 serious? Who's the driver? To...
3: Well, <laughs> the 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 conditions were really bad in St. Paul. We went. Uh, after the show, on a like McDonald's scavenger hunt, which involved <laughs> like two closed McDonald's that weren't, weren't open when we got there, um, you know, some pretty drunk drunkenness. Not for the driver, actually. Um, he was like playing it cool that night, and we finally got the McDonald's, and it was probably quarter to one, quarter to two. We headed into the hotel, got on the on ramp, and did a complete 360 across the highway. And um, like hit the median, hit the median but not at too high, high speed. Yeah. And then we kind of hit the median and we look around, and like one guy's got his whole burger in his hand. <laughs> There's another guy's got like a bun and lettuce like smeared across the dashboard. And we turn the back, and Cal looks in his bag and he's like, untouched. <laughs> Just absolutely like 100% mint condition, double cheeseburger meal. Yeah, man. It, thank god yeah it was very gracious of him and did then you, the next day um sorry go ahead
1: i was just gonna ask did you guys miss any dates because of this
3: no we 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 really balled out the next day we woke up left an hour and a half earlier than we had planned to um because of the weather, because of the weather. it was snowing in st paul we had to get to chicago <laughs> and uh while we were on the highway, we started to fishtail. Some weird stuff was happening. the The speedometer was flying all over the place. So we like called a bunch of um, Wisconsin mechanics. No one was open. No one was open. It was a Sunday. Finally found someone who was open. Decided to do the right thing. Go get it checked out. Nothing was wrong. You know, he was like, "I would drive it." So we kept going. <laughs> and about forty five minutes later, spun out again. Three sixty 360 360 360 across highway. the highway. Oh, four, man. On four lanes. Didn't hit anything that time. It was pretty. It was kind of a weird rush. I was like cheering while we were singing. <laughs> like, we got this. We got this. We got this.
1: I can only and, imagine. Uh,
3: and it took us eleven hours to get to Chicago, and um, we missed sound check. But it was probably pound for pound the best show of the tour. Um, well, because your adrenaline
1: was rushing.
3: Yeah. No. Totally. I mean, we joked about being alive. I mean that's just a weird thing to do, but Steve, but, I'm surprised um, you weren't on
1: Facebook Live during the 360. Oh my God! We
2: missed Facebook Liveing the first, the first uh, accident. Three,
3: accident, by about 20 seconds. Yeah.
2: son of a
1: bitch. We had
3: been Facebook Liveing during the ordering process at McDonald's because we were so hammered in the back seat that <laughs> we thought it would be funny, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> there was nothing funny about it. But uh, it, it, it was a foul day but we made it and it was we were glad we made it because it was it was actually a really great show
1: i'm glad you guys um, made it too and that you're safe and sound and that you made it into 2017
3: hey man
2: yeah we're here to see it one more year to go well, we we were not one of the
1: seriously yeah 2016 <laughs> took enough of our performers we didn't need you guys to be one of them yeah
2: appreciate that yeah the highlight of the tour I would say was, was playing with the other band though That we went out with Nico and They were really really great They yeah. great and, uh, You should check them out if
1: you haven't Yeah I, I saw that that's who you were touring with And um, I'm actually hoping to maybe um, Do an episode uh, on the podcast with them So maybe you can uh, uh, lend a good word If you enjoy your time here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast Absolutely so, we talked, again, a little bit off the air about this, um, but everybody knows that in 2016, you guys had a lot of big things happen. One of the big things was your latest release of an EP, World War Four. It was released February 19th, correct? Yep. So, talk to me a little bit about World War Four. What was the goal? What were you guys looking to accomplish Talk, bring me up. The, give me some inside information on this EP. Is there any? Am I too late?
3: Um, inside information. Let's see. Well, um, the single was "Regular World,"
1: right? And great song.
3: Um, we'll still be well. Thanks. We'll still be pushing that song this year. It'll be going to radio finally.
1: Awesome! Um, Congratulations. Which, thanks,
3: yeah. Which is going to be a first first time for us in terms of that experience what demographics
1: Um, is it hitting like what regions
3: uh it's probably gonna be all alternative rock and some active rock in terms of the
1: stations
3: um inside info well there was uh it's all part of a full length so the process of choosing songs and some last second wrangling about decisions Maybe it would be fun to talk about, um, but it's kind of detail-y, Honestly, um, we <laughs> we wanted to we wanted to pick the songs that 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 explain the entirety of the full record, but but we're we're not uh, you know that touched all of the bases that the eleven or twelve song record would touch, but those, in those, five
2: songs, those five tunes are gonna I will be on the full length. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, sort of like pre- so to summarize, to make sure that I'm understanding correctly, this EP, World War Four, this is kind of a lead up to a full length LP that you guys will have coming up when 2017.
3: Yeah, yeah, this year for sure should be the awesome. first half of the year.
1: Awesome. Um, all right.
3: And that um, that was all completed at the same time. Um, so it's. Oh all wow! So you've been sitting on it
1: for a little bit we have yeah we
3: we've written
2: we probably wrote the the earliest tune that we wrote on that
3: this record probably is from like three years ago yeah it's pretty honestly you'd be surprised that 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 that's more common than people think
1: no um, I know that from being in bands myself but it's tough isn't it it's really tough to to not want to release these and get feedback and hear from the fans on it and you're still writing music, I'm sure. So there's a pipeline of music that that you still have to show to people.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think honestly, it's it, there's there's two ways to go about the music business, and the way we're doing it is um, sort of like a little bit over school, and the payoff can be really really big. Um, the other way is uh, a little bit more of not DIY per se, necessarily a little more. Um, you know, more current approach. And I think we're going to combine those things this year and maybe do a little bit more of the frequent releases. But honestly, we've put out remixes, we put out, you know, we, 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 you know, shot some acoustic things. We just did, uh, we're we're doing, we do a lot of the stuff that, that you do to, to keep folks um, interested And Honestly, we spend a lot of energy and money on videos and that's something that other people might spend, spend their money on more music. Or on doing other promotional things, that we really wanted to to show this this stuff um, to the to the world and and make a kind of classic record and not just treat it like um, just chucking tunes online. Yeah, um,
1: which is a and, common practice these days.
3: I mean, I, I love it. We, we're a new music. Uh, personally, I'm like obsessed with new music. I, I I love that approach, and it can pay dividends. You know, you can grow your your fan base that way. You can um you know you know just have a lot a lot of people listen to your tunes but we um we just haven't been on that track and so we're just trying to ride it out stick with the plan and be patient and i always tell myself you know mick jagger still has the same satisfaction so (laughs) you you kind of have to shut
1: the fuck up about
3: about having to listen to your own music for too long you know
1: i love it i love it so
2: you know, the pipeline of new tunes that gets a little jammed up when you can't release the old tune. yeah but there's the whole the whole uh, I mean this is an old an old story but you you spent they say you know you spend ten years writing your first record and then the sophomore slump comes out because you spend ten months writing your next one right well that's, that's not gonna be a problem for us
1: right because you already <laughs> yeah. have, it's all the same kind of uh, time frame right
2: because we'll we'll, we'll end up you know in, when this record comes out in ten years,
1: we'll have had another ten years. To write this record. <laughs> I love it. I love the humor, guys. So, um, what I want to do right now, we're we're a good portion into the podcast. Something that we do here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast is is we provide our listeners the opportunity to hear a song from the band that we're talking to in its entirety. So, uh, guys, if you're cool with it, what we're going to do right now is, and we're going to talk more about this song. So a little tease, I, some of you who know the band Spirit Animal already know this song has some significance, but um, what I want to do right now is play in its entirety Big Bad Road Dog for all of the listeners right now. You guys cool with that? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right, so without further ado, from Spirit Animal, we've got Big Bad Road Dog. I
0: don't know in the first place how I'm going to Can't say in the first place if I'm ever going
1: So that was "Big Bad Road Dog" by Spirit Animal Stephen Cowell, Tell me a little bit about this song. I know that you. We're gonna talk a little bit about a really cool endeavor that you did with this song, but just the recording process, the song itself. Talk to me a little bit about the song.
3: Um. Well, this one. Um, this one actually started uh, differently than most of the rest ones on the record. The, the uh, sort of drum beat you hear at the beginning was the genesis of it, and actually the vocal part was written without any chords or That's any harmony at all. Yeah, yeah. No, we do a lot of writing over production at the house sometimes, but this was sort of like a, almost like a, like a hymnal, um, like a front porch kind of hang, yeah, uh, kind of situation, and so when we went to figure out what it would actually become, it was pretty wide open. And um, the guitar lick uh, that Cal ended up writing, um, I just feel like we would have never arrived at that had we done it in a standard way. And and so for me personally, this has always been, I think, my favorite from a standpoint of the sound and, and creating something that isn't really there anywhere else, even on our record. Um, and then, uh, man, I mean, there's been this. There's every song has. I don't know. You personally, I kind of you kind of remember the challenging parts, not, not necessarily <laughs> if it was hard to play, yeah. But when you disagreed or when you weren't sure. And so there's little things in there, like there's a samples in there, the vocal samples. We we couldn't really decide until the very last second how much of that to use. Then you have you hear in there these moments where there's like industrial sounding banging Yep. and um, yes. that stuff that we had sampled. And then we ended up replacing with hitting spoons on chairs and crazy stuff like that. And then coming back to a combination, blending those together uh, pots and pans. Uh, th- this one really had that sort of studio uh, experience to it. You know, this wasn't like guitar based drums. Let's let's not get out of the park. I mean, yeah, it was like big. The guys did it, it was just—it was just more. I mean, experimental isn't really appropriate for, to describe our, our record, given how much wacky left-wing music is out there that's so good these days. But in terms of the process, this was probably the most um, sort of like free um, in the studio, and and just the just the most kind of explore, exploration um, uh, that we did. Uh, what else? There's a note in the solo that. Cal plays differently live because you realized later he loved it so much more. It was a very <laughs> minor detail, um, but that kind of bugged the shit out of him for a month after we finished. Once I bet. he figured that out for the live show, yep. Stuff like that is, is always around. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't bother me to think about it. It's just kind of it's that 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 beautiful struggle.
1: Um, well, as artists and musicians, yeah. you're you're always wanting to critique your own work and. You're always thinking of ways that it could have been different or better. And I think that that shows that you're still working and you're still evolving. So that's a good thing. No doubt. Thanks. So, and with this song, I mean, it's a, it's an energetic, just like you guys described the band is energetic and you put a lot of moves and, you know, feelings when you, in your live performances. I think this song of all of them really encapsulates that. Now, You went even further with the song, and in October, you released a music video for Big Bad Road Dog. And, look, I'm not afraid on this podcast to tell a band when I really dig something that they do. I love music. That's why I do this podcast. So I just want to tell you guys, that music video was badass. That was awesome. I was blown away by it. Seriously, it was so fresh and so entertaining. I really think you guys nailed it. Talk to me about the music video for Big Bad Road Dog. Congrats on that, it's fantastic. Thank you, appreciate that. We, um,
2: we did it with a company called Acres, which we worked with uh, uh, several times. They did our regular world video, a um, couple, couple others. Uh, well, a good friend of mine from childhood actually, it's his company, and then uh, another buddy of mine, awesome. Chow directed it. Um, but I think the concept,
3: these or shells. well, we had gotten into the habit of <clears throat> making sure that we give enough information to the director so that they feel, they don't feel like burdened right. by having to come up with it entirely on their own, especially because even, even at our stage, a lot of directors and production companies are still working kind of for a cut rate compared to when they do a commercial for <laughs> cores or beat rate. Yeah. So, you don't want to say, hey, make me a star. You want to say right. to them, we have a lot of potential to make something great together. And that, that, that we find is a lot more inspiring for um, the visual artists, and um, especially the good ones. Most of them, honestly, they they want to have a conversation and have dialogue. So we kind of gave them, uh, the director, Shao, a list of ideas uh, that were just – Visual cues, things like Mad Max, yeah. Death Carnival. Um, you know, um, uh, what was it? There was some wild stuff on that. Um, just you know, yeah. There's so, yeah. We give them artists, like you know, fine artists to check out, and let them go from there. So it's we, you know we have kind of like the the sense of what it should feel like, but but when it comes to telling a story on the screen. That is, directing is probably, in my, in my, in my opinion, the, the hardest creative job that, that exists, I'd say, in the visual arts. Um, it's really a special skill, and you can't go around acting like you can direct videos. I mean, most of the time when, uh, when you see a headline on a blog or a website that says the artists, no matter how famous they are, directed their own video, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's cool. I, I mean, it could be. It'd yeah. be Great, but people act like that's the, the headline, and it's honestly that is not a guarantee that it's going to be good, my friend. No. you Directing you're right. is serious task. So th- this 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 guy, Shaw, he's for us. He's a legend. I mean, he's hit it out of the park every time we work with him. Yeah. And kudos, we kudos
1: it, to the whole team that did this because it was it was fantastic. It's one of the best music videos I've seen in 2016. It was fantastic.
3: And what was the Thanks, man. What was so cool about this was on set, I mean, this is a guy who shot for Red Bull, you know, for Bernie Sanders, just, you know, whoever. This was something where on set, he was challenged. He was telling us that he hadn't done every, not every, everything that we were doing. And that's a compliment. Yeah, exactly. That we had got, we only arrived at that point through, I mean, the video almost didn't happen, the location. I mean, there's always something, but, but, especially with videos, but, but that was, that's when you know you're going to get something special out of it. And like I referenced it earlier, we had to do dress rehearsals. We had to learn how to do some of this Muay Thai fighting stuff. Right. I destroyed my my backbone. I, I, you know, I was in great pain for most of the video shoot. Um, we, we took some risks and we were rewarded for it. And that, that, that felt good. Um, um, but, yeah, you got to give credit for to the whole team. I mean, the costumes, stuff like that. Hell, yeah. It doesn't yeah. just come in air. And, and, and pretty much everything is a favor at all times in music videos for bands. Um, and uh, we can't say enough about the squad.
1: So there was um, kind of like a cliffhanger at the end almost, at least for me, right? So I was curious, you know, at the very end when, when you guys, like the still where the band is attacking, that... You know this creature. I, I I call him the crazy pig mask scald wield, wielding maniac. Um, what happens to him? Do you? I mean, is there like a? Is would I ever know? Like, is there gonna be something in the future that tells me? Like, do you beat the shit out of him? What happens to the girl that's chained up? You know, do, will you I gotta, ever know, or you can, gotta, can you tell me, bro?
2: You gotta stay tuned. i wasn't gonna tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess what I'm asking is. Will I know? I'm fine with being patient if I know there's something coming, but is there something that's going to tell me what happens to that piece of shit?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I, I I mean, I think one of the things that the, that, that the director really added to this concept was the sort of B-movie, uh, right. like, Grind right. Grindhouse thing. And I love it. And frankly, I mean, in those films, the idea of winning and losing is so preposterous. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I think I think that, that 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 kind of spirit at the end. I, yeah, I mean, we're gonna win, but you know, we're out. We're out. We, in one sense, you know, we're outmatched, and it's it kind of adds like a lightness to it. Um,
2: uh, I imagine that had we had the budget, there would have been a, <laughs> a Tarantino esque. Finale, climax, somebody's eyeball would get ripped out, uh, but em- eventually we would emerge victorious. And yeah, save the girl.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was awesome. Seriously, a great video. It was a highlight for me uh, for 2016. So kudos on that. Um, and Thanks. I know Steve that you were saying that the music video portion of things is very important to Spirit Animals, So I hope that you continue with that trend in 2017 because it's working. And, and there's a lot of creativity to be passed around beyond just the written music. So, um, fantastic. Now, we're, we're winding down to the end of the podcast. I've had a great time talking to you guys. There's a few more things that I want to talk about before we sign off. Now, it's a new year. There We've talked about you know a new album that could be coming down the pipeline here in 2017. But before all that, in February, you guys have somewhat of a mini tour lined up with a pretty badass band uh, right now called Cruiser, right? Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what that tour is going to look like. I know a lot of what we discussed on this podcast was kind of in the past. We've talked about some things you've already accomplished. This is one thing that hasn't happened yet. So give me some insight on what this tour is going to look like, what you guys are looking forward to, things like that.
3: Uh, well, what's, one of the things that's so great about Cruiser is that they have a really young fan base. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, whereas the December shows, those are 21 and up shows. You know, we're headlining small clubs in um, in uh, these cities. Uh, Cruiser's been able to skew more more younger, so we're going to get to play all-ages shows almost every night. Fantastic. Which is really, really exciting for us. Yeah. Um, and a lot just a lot of places aren't set up for that so this is going to be great to get to do that you know five nights in a row they're all all ages except one i think um and, yeah right i mean we've been to the midwest but but um you know, you know pittsburgh's one of them yeah well hopefully we'll see you out there
1: i will i can but, promise um, you this i will be there
3: that's what's up you know in a place like Michigan, you go to, we've been to Ann Arbor, you know, you obviously go to Detroit, but it's cool to go to a place like Pontiac, which is where we're going. Right. Even the Chicago show is, is outside Chicago about an hour in Decalb and, and it's always interesting to see clubs in these towns, you know, like they have their own little scene. Um, and honestly, it's great to support another act because, um, you know, you get to kind of co-mingle with the, the fans from from the other band and get exposed to some new people. And um, I, it's funny, man, Cruiser, you know, Cruiser in their current incarnation signed a Vagrant, good record, yeah. um, really sweet guy. We played a show with them. But um, it turned, I actually forgot that they used to have an E in their name. They were just called Cruisers, spelled normally. And I was obsessed with one of their songs years ago, but this was before they really were what they are now and before the deal and everything. And, um, and uh, I'm probably going to have to give them a, a, a pretty – pretty hefty push to play my old tune i really (laughs) i'm sure they will for you Steve. i i I don't know if they're gonna be able to oblige i gotta figure out (laughs) um but yeah it should be great man it should be great and little five-day run in uh or one week in february um
1: i think later in the year they are playing at least i saw looking on their social media that they're playing a couple dates with a band called vacationer have you ever heard of vacationer
3: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's kind of a from uh, the Starting Line, which was always a band that I kind of really dug growing up was the Starting Line and oh, wow. Va- Vacationer, man. They've got a very cool sound. And and the reason why I bring it up is because it reminds me of Cruiser and I think that's probably why they fit well on that on that um on that bill. But you guys also remind me of vacationer in this sense that you guys are bringing in this fresh new sound so i think that the the little tour the little five date tour as you're saying with cruiser and spirit animal i think it makes a ton of sense it's going to be an awesome time can can people buy tickets beforehand um you know online is there is there anything you guys want to kind of say about that
3: yeah the tickets are available um all the dates are on our website, spiritanimal.us, under the tour tab. Um, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, the link to that is pinned to the top. Uh, that's facebook.com backslash spiritanimalus. Um, and if you just Google "spirit spiritanimal tour, uh, uh, the old search results should be in our favor.
1: <laughs> so before we sign off... The, every time i talk to a band i try and i don't always here do we that.
2: go here <laughs> we go
1: i try to come up with a like a a creative little segment inspired by the band to do with the gents that I, or, or ladies that i'm talking to uh on the pod so Sometimes, and I'm not going to ask you guys this, but sometimes I ask bands just because I'm curious kind of where they get their name from. So Spirit Animal, you know, I'm not going to ask you, you know, why that's your name or anything like that. But I did create a little segment off of the, you know, the theme of Spirit Animal, right? Everyone talks about, you know, what their spirit animal could be and things like that. So uh, Stephen Cowell, what I'd like for you guys to do in this brand new Spinning Thoughts segment. It's called "What is Their Spirit Animal." I'm gonna name you some famous people, and I want you guys to tell me what you think their spirit huh. animal is. No, nice.
3: <laughs> okay, that's just, I've never that's this new. Is Way better than us asking, getting to tell you what we think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that is that cool? Are we down with this?
3: Yeah, it's
2: great, great variation on a, on a thing.
1: Awesome. Like All right. So this is, what is their spirit animal? So you guys can just shout it out loud if you agree. Cool. If you differ, that's fine. So let's start off. What is Donald Trump's spirit animal? <laughs>
3: ah, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some kind
2: of vegetable.
1: Vegetable. Okay. Like a spare, guess, <laughs> or something? Uh, yeah. Well,
2: it's probably something like orange pumpkin, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, too obvious. So... What is Mariah Carey's spirit animal, especially after uh, New Year's Eve?
3: Leave her alone. <laughs>
2: well, an she, angel, she still had an angel. angel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're going? It's not really an animal, but is that what we're going with?
2: I had such a fucking huge crush on Mariah Carey in middle school. Well, hell yeah, man! Go, double down on angel.
1: She still looks good. True angel. <laughs> Not, I mean, bro, I don't think she's too
3: worried about it after those Christmas albums, fail.
1: <laughs> yeah, some people are saying that her career is ruined. There's no way that her career is ruined. It was it was not the best moment, but you know what? Who, who fucking cares? It's tough to perform, yeah. as you guys know. Um, all right, who is their spirit animal, Barack Obama? Bald Eagle? <laughs>
2: he is America. This is true. Bald
1: eagle works. Okay. Bald eagle's pretty good. All right. Justin Bieber, what's his spirit animal?
3: Um, ferret.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love I, it.
2: Yeah, ferret. That's my answer. I don't, you go with
3: ferret. Yeah.
1: Steve, go what's,
2: kind
1: of Steve, what's your spirit animal?
3: M- mine? Yeah. Um, uh,. <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with um some kind of bird uh how about oh you just get a bird no i love birds man i love birds <laughs> gonna, i want to go i want to go oriole
1: or okay all right is it because of the dc thing
3: bringing it bringing it back to the sports man i just just grasping my straws here okay
1: that's okay <laughs> so cal i'm sure that you could know that i'm probably gonna ask you now what's your spirit animal David. <laughs> oh, That's good. I don't know what to say to that. Um, I was yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm disappointed in my internet. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. What would be his spirit animal?
3: Oh man, dragon.
1: Okay. Yeah. I dig that. I love Freddie Mercury. Thank you. Gone too soon. Um, I think you guys um, brought a little bit of this into your. Um, big bad road dog video but what would be negan from the walking dead's spirit animal which character negan
2: which character is negan i only watched the first two or three se- uh season
1: are you being serious come on
2: oh man I I, it. it's tough to sense
1: sarcasm it. on a podcast
2: i generally i don't remember i've which, never seen which character it. that is oh <sighs> guys What's the
3: actor's name
1: are you trying to embarrass me now?
3: No, I've never seen it in Cal. Doesn't remember if it's the hot blonde guy or one of the tall guys.
1: <laughs> ne- Negan is the madman with the bat. Lucille with the uh, barbed wire all over. It. Come on, guys.
2: Uh, I, I, I um.
1: Just say an animal. Say an animal.
2: <laughs> I did. I did. I did a bear.
1: A bear. Okay, so that's Negan's spirit <laughs> animal. All right, and. To wrap up, the very first ever What is their spirit animal segment Here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast Kanye West, what is his spirit animal? A motherfucking monster
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a god
1: And there you have it That was the very first uh, What is their spirit animal segment That was awesome Guys, (laughs) I appreciate you guys uh, participating What would you think?
2: It was great, man. It was
1: good, man. It was a great segment. Hell yeah. Feel free to take that on tour with you guys if you want to ask the crowd what their spirit animal is or anything like that. I have no copyright to this whatsoever. Right. <laughs> you too. Feel
2: free to ask all your other guests those questions as
1: well. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. And we'll you know, reference we you every time we do. Uh, you have that one. <laughs> so, hey, guys, uh, we are at the end of the podcast. It's always a sad time to say goodbye to new friends and everything, but... Before we sign off, I want to give you, Steve and Cal from Spirit Animal, the opportunity to just fill in our fans and your listeners with a little bit of information on um, anything else that you want to say, anywhere that they should go and check you guys out, any new things coming down the pipeline. What do you guys want to say before we sign off? Yeah, I
3: appreciate you having us on. Looking forward to this year. We'll have a. Lyric video for Front Seat Feeling. We should have acoustic video for World nice. War Four. Uh, we did Day Trotter, so keep an eye out for that in the, when around the album cycle. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat are all Spirit Animal US. Um, website is SpiritAnimal.us, um, and we love to socialize on the media. So please holler at us, and um, and we'll holler back.
1: Hell yeah. yeah! So, so guys, Can right what's that?
3: Can we do it right back.
1: You guys are very, very vocal on social media, which I think is fantastic. Don't ever lose that, and I don't think you will. Uh, it's definitely something that I've appreciated looking into. You guys, uh, stick around, Stephen Cal. After we sign off, I'm going to talk to you off the air. But I want to thank you both, Stephen Cal from Spirit Animal, for joining me here on Spinning Thoughts Podcast. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Thanks. It fun. Once again, I want to thank Steve Cow from Spirit Animal for joining me here on the Spinning Thoughts podcast. It's going to be a great year for them, so make sure you check out Spirit Animal on all the different socials available. You can follow us here at the Spinning Thoughts podcast by going to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and much, much more. You can visit our website at spinningthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Signing off from the Spinning Thoughts Podcast, this is Angelo. I hope everybody has a great, happy new year. We'll catch you soon. Peace out.